You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hey guys, Paul from Rare Drop here. Just wanted to give you guys a quick update because we've officially launched our Rare Drop Roleplay brand with three separate campaigns for you to enjoy. It all starts on Tuesdays with Rare Drop Roleplay Reckoning Hour, hosted by Captain Robert and crew. On Wednesdays, our roleplay adventures continue as T-Rex hosts Rare Drop's Bizarre Adventure. And then we cap the week off with our third roleplay campaign on Sundays, Ancient Relics and Hokey Religions, hosted by our friends at J&J Tabletop. We hope to see you this week for some amazing fun and creative storytelling and don't forget to check out the website for the latest content merch and updates on all things rare drop hope to see you soon welcome everybody to the first episode of the old-fashioned podcast with me the guy who stopped creating content haha <laughs> no it didn't it literally says in the letter that i wrote that I will continue creating content and you are all like, goodbye, we'll never see you again. <laughs> <sighs> Me, Kevin, and my buddy Mike. Hey. So many of you should know from the podcast known as The Worst Radio Show, which is now gone. R.I.P. Forever. That one's gone forever. That's You'll never see that again. I'm I guarantee sure. you Wayne and Pete and Rob will poke their heads in here from time to time. Uh, but yeah, this is the, the new adventure for me and Mike to discuss crazy things and uh, be assholes and yeah. say the honest opinions on movies, television shows, life, video games, parenting. What else, Mike? Relationship advice? Solid you want us, you relationship want advice. Giving relationship life, advice? Life coaching? <laughs> oh no, we're, we're carrying that over? I think I could, yeah, I still think I could make that a business. I could turn that into a profitable stance. All right, well, maybe we'll bring the life coaching back. Uh, we're right. we're going to put some time in before we, like, start Patreon and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, let's get some yeah, episodes. Well, yeah, we're going to put some time in, but maybe life coaching with Michael will return. Well, uh, I, I mean, just generic life coaching here on the podcast. Oh, just live. Yeah. Oh, Me okay. And, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, we'll oh, okay. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> I had no idea. I will change the the tag uh, the, in the metadata uh, on the uh, on the feed. That'll get us more hits. Life, yeah, <laughs> we'll get somebody hit. That's for sure. Anyway, welcome to the show. This is the first episode. We're super excited to launch this. Uh, in on honestly, joking aside for a second, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be me, Mike, shooting the shit and talking about all sorts of stuff. We're very steeped in nerd culture, so that'll come up. Uh, but also life in general and uh, lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to bring guests in every so often. Uh, I have a, I have a, a list of people that I'm going to reach out to uh, to bring I'm, on the I'm, show from all walks I'm of so life. I'm so excited. All walks of life. I got musician friends. I got business friends. I got gaming people, developers, the whole nine yards. People I've known for years and years and years uh, and bring them on the show to uh, to chit chat about whatever they're working on and, and life. So. That's the show, and we are going to move forward with it right now. The first topic I ever wanted to discuss one-on-one -on -one with Mike on the show. Mike, what was the moment that you knew it was futile to keep your hair and you decided to shave your head? Oh, okay. So for a while, for how many years? I, keep, like, I want to think it was recent, but it really wasn't recent. No, was, you were was, shaved was, when I met you. Yeah, it was a good while ago. Well, so for a while, I was doing like a pump. 
Oh, like the crayon head. hair? No, no, no. So I had like a little pompadour going where oh, I would shave pump. the sides. I thought you said a pump. I was oh, like, no, no, right. no, no. Pump, no. <laughs> so uh, when I started realizing that the top of my head sure. looked thinner than the sides of my head right. that was fucking actively being faded by mm. a razor, that I, I had a real problem and that it just all needed to go. That was when I met you. You were slick back gaming, right? Yeah, well, that's what I was. I had the I had full on like the grease in the hair and everything, and then my the top of my head just started going really thin. And did, when you could see through and see the top of my head, I was like, "Nah, it's got to go." Did you have like the full grease, goofy from the fifties pompadour with like the circular? Oh, that's hot. Can I, you guys send me a picture? It was of never. That? It was never standing high. Like oh. it was never a high pomp. Got it. Got it. Got it. It was more of a slick back, but I definitely folded the top over. For me, it was uh, when Danielle gave me a haircut uh, during COVID this year, and she butchered the back of my head, and she took a picture of it to show everybody, (laughs) and she showed me the picture, and the picture was just like the bald was just staring back at me like the endless void, and I just said, all right, it's time. And I texted Ben immediately, and I said, Ben, I'm going to do it finally. I'm going to shave my head, and he replied, ah. Terrific. Well, first of all, welcome. <laughs> and then we kind of we kind of went from there. Isn't it not a sinking feeling? It's a sinking feeling because it was it was different when I was younger and I, and I would shave my head during the summer or something like that as I had the option. I could go back. Yeah, there is no going back now. I guess Bosley is about as far back as I can go. Yeah, you you can you can literally uh, th- there was this spray that I was using that would fill it in and make the hair follicles thicker. Pete would call it my spray on hair uh, every time it, it that we we would uh, it would come up or uh, spray on's like my my that's my option. Yeah, I mean it works, gets the job done. But yeah, you could go to that Bosley Hair Center for men or whatever. So it, it's it's an option or 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 you could get a toupee. Toupee it. I'll rug it. You could do bald and a toupee. Like we could both get toupees now, and and we could just embrace hair. Embrace that we're bald, but then also sport different fashions. Just embrace the toupee. I don't even care anymore. Like I just, right? I'm bald, and that's all that matters. It's whatever. I, I, so I, I still have you. Wait, are you still buzzing, or have you gone to shaving yet? No, I'm still buzzing. But I went to go buy the pit bull. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike showed me this this razor that basically fits in the palm of your hand instead of a traditional razor, and then you can just drop it on your head and it contours to your head to get a closer buzz. So nice, yeah. But guess what was sold out most of COVID and just came back in stock of yesterday. Of course, it was. Yeah, I wasn't. That gonna, makes sense. I wasn't going to buy the two hundred fifty dollar platinum one they sell. I just wanted the hundred dollar black one they sell. So yeah, that's the one I and I got the Carver head. It's for like coarse hair. Yep. Yep. It, dude. Every day I hit it up, it's perfect. Like it's, I mean, it's still a razor, so it's not like it's a buzzer essentially. So it's not like a razor. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, man, it is damn near close. Damn near close. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I don't want to go full on. I mean, when you so the difference is when you use an actual razor, it's baby soft and but it's got that kind of shine to it, yes. right? Your head. Yep. And it lasts a little longer. This, it looks the part, but there's no shine. And by the next day, you'll have stubble. 
Yeah, I, I'm doing it every other day now, and even day two, it's like a little bit longer than I would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always do it before I go out or whatever. But I want the palm one, the the pit bull, because it it'll just be easier. Right now, I'm doing it in the shower yeah. with the, with uh, my ball razor, the uh, what's it, manscaper. J- Oh yeah, yeah. I'm doing it with the yeah, ball. Yeah, you razor. need you need you need two separate razors. And before anyone comes at me on Twitter and is like, "You shave your head with the same thing that you shave your balls with?" No, I shave my head, my balls, and my face all with the same razor. It doesn't matter. It's my body. Who cares? You sweat the same and, way. And all then you, over. I mean, if you, I don't know about you, but it, you don't just go straight in and just start shaving dirty ball hair. No, I mean, you no. shower. I do you it clean in the shower. Exactly. It's so much easier than than doing it at, at any other point of the day and separating it. You get it all done in one shot. Bing, so you're bang, not boom. Ripping sweaty pubes no. and then going right to a mustache. No, everything's clean and and washed with a yeah. a wonderful body spray from uh not body spray, body wash. What's it called? Every man jack is the one I use. It's the sandal mm. sandalwood scent. Ooh, yes. I like sandalwood. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. It's very uh, It is. Very refined, aged. Very delightful. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to ask you about being bald because I don't really get to talk to too many people about it. And people that are bald there's, seem to want to talk about it all the time. There is not a whole lot of us out there, I feel like. There's more than I thought when I did it. Everyone was sending me pictures like, yeah, and especially after COVID with the no haircuts. Well, yeah, COVID was was convenient for us because now we have all the wannabes. Right, right. Yeah, right, right. I got you. I got you. you. Know what I mean, yep. Yeah, I so was now I was originally going to do a mohawk. But <laughs> it's cool. Oh, I just had the Mohawk conversation. So what, growing up, I don't know why. I don't know why, but it was like it was. I wasn't I was allowed to have a Mohawk like one month out of it was during the summer. I couldn't have it when I went to school. Like my parents were ashamed of me if I had one. <laughs> it was the weirdest fucking. I don't know. It was. It was just very weird that it was just so frowned upon. And I don't know if it was just like the not like they had a stigma in the 90s or something like that. But now that it's flipped and I'm the parent and I have a kid and I'm like, well, why wouldn't I cut a little mohawk into yeah, him? A, it's different. Now. He's a kid. It's cute. B, he has this window of opportunity between now and when he gets a real fucking job to actually do this weird, funky stuff. Right. What, like, why would I not allow him to do it right now when unless, when it, there's no consequence? Unless he gets a job like me where it's not actually a real job and you can do whatever well, you want with your hair. He could be so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it's it's not luck. According to the industry, Michael, it's it's. Oh, that's right. It's not luck. All you have to do is work hard and your wildest dreams will come true. <laughs> but Disney is yeah, evil yeah. for giving yeah, hard kids, work. Disney is evil for giving kids a false narrative. Right. Mm. <laughs> me uh every <laughs> everyone can be everyone can be you can follow your dreams says the guy who we're reti- all winners who retired two days ago uh <laughs> semi-retired we'll talk about that too uh the, the hair thing with 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 me same thing like my mom hated when i would dye my hair or would cut it in in ridiculous ways um Sometimes I'd wear a hat for like a week to try and hide it from her and she'd rip it off my head and be like, you're fixing that, uh, you know, but now yeah. uh, with our kids, get rid of it. I think I think it, I think it was is like this process is that there was a stigma attached to it and we grew up with that stigma and we wanted it and we did it and we broke the rules, and blah, blah, blah. But we're not mainlining heroin now like they right. thought we would if we cut our hair like that. Right. So to us, 
it's it's so much different because we don't associate that with with drugs and quote unquote bad things. <laughs> But uh, I don't understand where where they got that idea from. Was it just like MTV at the time? Yeah, gutter like, punks like, and that whole yeah, scene. Yeah, like uh, uh, you look at it now and it's just like, oh, okay, like okay, yeah, I could have had this haircut then too. When you know, I wouldn't be sent home from work. The information uh, age has also exposed the larger spectrum of people that quote unquote do bad things, and there really isn't a stereotype attached to it. It's yeah, that's true. Everybody from every walk of life is capable of horrible shit. So back when we were young, it was like these type of people do this stuff. Now, there's still people that think narrow minded like that. But people like you and I are are we're ahead of the curve. Well, uh, but so I. I don't know if this is age and if it is age, I'll tell you I, immediately because I'm old. Okay, so I don't really want to know. So I stopped up and I got some work done yesterday on my arm. Okay. Okay. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just age or or if it's just where I was getting tattooed. So it was from my elbow down. And and in my defense, there's a lot of elbow work. Can I guess what you're going to say right now? Yes. You couldn't sit for as long as you thought you could. No, so so I could sit. The longest I've sat was nine and a half hours. God bless you. Six is but mine. Here's here's dude, I felt like a fucking freight train ran me over. Oh, that's age, hundred percent. Dude, everything from my from my neck to my knees hurt. And all I did was get an arm tattoo. Yeah, that's age. Sorry, bud. It everything hurt like it felt like i got blindsided two to three hours tops more like two now for the chair for me and i'm done and my guy is cool with it because he's my age so nick who who tattoos me he's like yeah two two three hours we're good he comes in on his day off because he lives right by the shop i drive over to st pete two hours bing bang boom and he enjoys the rest of his day he got paid for two hours of work i'm happy because i'm out of that chair in two hours I go get a smoothie. I always have a smoothie after I get tattooed. Something about a yeah. smoothie, uh, putting, I guess, vitamins and crap back in my body after whatever I just did to myself. I don't know. I always okay. feel fantastic. So there's a smoothie place right by the tattoo place. This is my new routine of uh, Florida tattooing. Uh, but yeah, dude, two hours and I'm done. See, I feel so my guy for usually between he does blocks between four and five hours right now with COVID, it's different because only one person one person per room in the shop were you oh let me ask you about this were you masked and he masked like what was the protocol here yes we we both had masks okay interesting i i I, i've been meaning to text nick to to reschedule my appointment because my appointment was may uh yeah so we he does so we both wear masks obviously there's a a COVID waiver, and then he we do a, a temp before the tattoo starts. Got it. Got it. Which got he it, got said it. he's like none of this is required by state, but it just like anyone who's new to the shop, it makes them feel a little bit more comfortable. Imagine with what's going a, on. Imagine living in a state with no requirements. That's dude. My state. We have <laughs> Pennsylvania. There is no tattoo license required to tattoo. Oh, I was talking about COVID, but that's scary. Oh. <laughs> yeah oh yeah no you could you could tattoo in your fucking bedroom hot and not get in trouble for it well, there those, is no regulation like that those kitchen table tattoos that the guy your buddy yep. who was or your buddy it was always your buddy's buddy that was learning to tattoo 
Yep. We didn't have a shop and it was like a basement or, or a dining room table when the parents weren't home. And they were like, yeah, just, you know, I'm going to do that like a, on your ankle. Yeah. All right. Can you do like a, a nautical store? Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like the shittiest <laughs> the tattoo. Nautical stores. It's the shittiest tattoo you've ever seen in your life. And everyone's sitting around like, that's so cool. But everyone's really thinking like, you are never going to make it in this business. And now never. you see them on Instagram and they're, you know, fantastic because they got to practice on your idiot friends. But there's so many guys that are just garbage, still like bad tattooers, but just they've just been in it in it for so long that they're just likable people. We call those the people that own the shops where you can pick what you want off the wall at 1130 at night after the, the flash drinking. shops. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't. I don't do. I don't play those games. Me neither. I've been going to the same guy since I was fuck, 18, 19. My I have to find out the name, but m- m- the people that own the shop that I go to actually tattoo in philly i should find out because you probably you might know who they are they're they're tattooing over here now they own so they own the shop in saint pete but they they rent out all the chairs basically now they they don't tattoo here anymore and they have a company in philly that does tattoo but they also do graphic design in the same space so it's all one like art facility where they do oh, that's pretty smart yeah yeah it's it's a really actually cool business model i'll get the name from him i forgot it uh right now but I'll, <laughs> that's I'll awesome for you because uh, it's it's I forget her name. He her work is phenomenal too. She's incredible. Uh, I'll find out. Yeah. So uh, that is old age. That is damn, your pain. Man, damn is old age. I'll, I'll tell you my old age journey that I'm going through right now. So when when uh, we made the announcement a few days ago that I'm not going to be full time streaming anymore, but I can make this announcement now that in addition to this podcast, Old Fashioned is going to be taking over the K-Magic Twitch channel, the old WRS um, YouTube channel. And Mike and I are going to be creating content together on said channel. So So there will still be gaming. Yep. I'm already commissioning some emotes with Mike's face on them that I didn't tell him about yet. So those (laughs) will be cool. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that'll be on uh, twitch.tv slash I got to figure out what username I can get tonight when I change it over because all of you are going to find out about this tomorrow because Mike and I are recording this in the future past. Mm. You're in the future. We're in the past. Yep, that's it. That's how time works. Yeah, the same with the Twitter. I got to see what what username I can secure. Anyway, um, so I did announce that I'm, you know, not going to be doing full time content creation anymore, which is honestly it's it's been a relief because trying to operate the companies and do content creation has been absolutely mind-numbingly backbreaking for me and yeah. i was going to hit my breaking point of frustration and instead i sat down with the with the crew sat down with Ben and Tim and i spoke to them and this is the plan that we all agreed on would be best for everybody so uh i made the announcement um i didn't even know where was i going with that originally <laughs> We were talking Updates. about tattoos, and then we we're about to talk about feeling something. old. Oh, you said when you feeling old. You're Thank feeling you. old moment. So we've done. We've been had this plan for about two months, and uh, I've been taking master classes, and I've been taking Bob Iger's. I took Bob Iger's master class. Bob Iger, if you don't know, was the former CEO of Disney, uh, and his his routine inspired me. He gets up at four fifteen in the morning, works out. Uh, but little things about his routine that I changed my routine, and this is this is when I felt old. During COVID, I got super lazy. I was getting up at at six before COVID after when we were all stuck at home and my son didn't have to be at school until like he had to be on the computer. I was getting up at like 6.30, 7 o'clock, 7.15 sometimes. I was really lazy. 
So mm. once I, wa- I went through this master class, I got back on a schedule. So I've been getting up at f- 5.45. Actually, this week I start 5.30 getting up. My goal is to get to 5.15. Um, so 5.30 I'm getting up now. I go work out. I don't check my phone first thing in the morning, which is life-altering. <laughs> I did not know how much stress I invited into my life by scrolling through Twitter first thing in the morning. Yeah. Eliminating that till about 7 o'clock has been life altering and then See, turn, turning it off at night. I don't have to deal with that like you do. Yeah, it's it's totally, totally different. Yeah, I don't have to. I'll just ignore it for like a week. Oh, so it's the dream. And I'm like, oh, I should probably tweet something. That's the dream. So changing that habit <clears throat> and making sure you take time for yourself. Uh, you know, Bob's like, I'm the first one in the office. I make the coffee. Cause I'm in there at like six and no, nobody shows up at the Disney office till about seven, seven fifteen. Uh, and I was like, that should be me. Cause Paul always comes to me and he's like, man, you know, getting up early. Cause he's 20. Was he 22, 23? He's, he's in that phase of life. Mike, mm. you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He stays up till five in the morning playing among us with his, his crew. And you know, even on a work night, which to me is just not even at 10 30. I'm yawning now. Um, so Dude. basically built it around this Bob Iger. If you get the chance to take the master class, it's really good. It's all about all right. leadership and, and that stuff. So I'm changing my schedule. I am now at the point where even on a Sunday when I don't have a schedule, I can't sleep past 645. Good. 645 a.m. on a Sunday. My kids could be at my in-laws. I'm up. Yeah, but don't you feel like you have so much more time to get the shit done that you need to get done? Here's the kicker. At 10 o'clock, I'm like, man, I used to make it through a Sunday night football game. No problem. I'm like at halftime. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not going to make it through this game. Yawning out. That's it. Yeah, that's dude. There's something to be said for a fucking schedule, though, because if you're I've noticed like if, if I'm if I'm. If I'm set on a pace where it's just work, 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 which is fine. It is what it is. Um, when, when you get to that day off and you're like, oh, shit, like, like I got like five days off coming up. Getting back to work, whereas it wasn't a problem before during my routine, I was just like, yeah, no, just hit the go button, press down, press down on W, move forward. Just keep going. As soon as you stop and you break the routine of just keep going it is so much harder to get back into it again. Yeah. And it, it hurts. The The thing that I'm trying to do now, too, is also schedule out time for myself. Not everybody has this opportunity. But now that, you know, I'm not I'm not putting in six hours of streaming every day. Uh, I've broken up my time into office hours, creative time, because I'm working on a project. Rare Drop's working on a, a really cool project, which I'll tell you about after we get uh, are done recording. Uh, it's like a dream project, but I'm the creative lead on it. So I need time to actually sit down with my notebook mm-hmm. and do my thing, which I, I don't remember the last time I, I had the opportunity to do that since college where I was able to just like, somebody wanted me to be creative and think of cool shit. And it sounds so cool on the surface and everyone's like, oh man, that's awesome. But, uh, but like, if you don't have the time to block everything else out and bring in that creative creativity, you're not going to be able to do it. 
So I'm no. literally taking like an hour or two in my day and just blocking out creative time. And then I'm blocking out learning time. Time to do Udemy classes, time to do master classes, things like that. So I can, you know, further my knowledge of life and business and, and everything. Even it's cool. Like it's not always business. It's sometimes it's a cooking class to pick up on some new shit. Like I just want to learn things and incorporate well, that them was, into my life. Why I have so much respect for actual quality, creative, original graphic designers. Yeah. Because coming up, coming up with that type of shit on in on a time frame working on multiple accounts at once is uh, to be able to come up with something like that creative on the spot is impressive. My wife is uh, she said she's been starved for creativity lately because Mike knows. But if you don't know, she's a designer. She does architecture. She does interior design. She does graphic design. Um, and she said she's been starved for creativity lately. So I told her I was like, you need to sit with your tablet or your notebook if you want to do pen and paper uh and put some some headphones on she listens to bjork when she really wants to get like absolutely nuts (laughs) nice i was like put some bjork on sit outside away from a television away from children and just like do your thing for an hour or two um so So, i've I've told her like you need to start doing that she's this would be my my recommendation and this is something because so uh starting in not really grade school but middle school probably and up um i was heavily heavily into art drawing charcoal all different types and but everything was always you know medium to paper whatever Mm -hmm. i was using but it was always paper that was the canvas and one of my art teachers gave me advice that like it rings so true even today she was like you need to get out and you need to work with different mediums because working with different mediums will inspire you on the one topic that you like so if paper was my thing go and experience 3d art because it'll improve your paper art so i started taking all these different other classes and i that's when i fell in love with glass blowing but oh, yeah, you told me about that a long time ago. Yeah, glass I blew glass for like three years. Um, but it it wasn't the the fucking pipes it was like the actual old school Italian glass blowing with the big pipes and the big ass fucking twenty two hundred degree glory holes. They do that at uh at well, I, I they're probably not doing it right now, but at Magic Kingdom at Disney. Yeah, in, with the big blow pipes. In Main Street, there's a guy that does like classic uh Yeah. You would love it. It's it's that's what that's what I do. We used to shape the glass by cooling like specific areas and you would use wet newspaper and your hands. What was the show that they did that? There was a a Netflix show. I don't know. Where did I see that somewhere? Anyway, continue. Sorry. So what I would suggest is even just even if like you and her try to like explore a new form of creativity just to spark the form that you really enjoy. It'll uh, you will see improvement on she the other wants end to dive into her Adobe tools on her tablet because she said it. I haven't even been able to explore like brushes and pens and things like that to really get like nutty. So she mm. really wants to dive into her iPad and see what it can do because she's never had the chance. She always just used it as pen and paper and like swapped out brushes on the fly for things that work. So she's never really gotten to experiment with it. So. All right. I think she's going to give that a whirl for a while. Um she did. Uh, what was she doing? She's doing like pottery stuff for a little bit when we lived in New York. So, yeah, there you go. Ex- that's exactly. Yeah, it's exactly what you need to do. She's just got to get her her mojo back. Having having the children living with us. Uh, it's, it's, it's not conducive to a creative <laughs> atmosphere. 
and we can't get rid of them because they're ours. So, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and the little one is just she's like She Hulk. She just smashes everything, Mike. Everything. Good for her. The dog is is it's basically like the dog's an is an obstruction for where she needs to be. So the poor dog is trying to like love me, love me, love me, and she's just like get the fuck out of my way and like takes on the brunt of the abuse. Yeah, like just swats him to the side. I'm like, my god, child, and <laughs> she broke one of my. Uh, she got me. Danielle got me mixing bowl set for my birthday. Yeah, I'm that old. She got me a mixing bowl set for my birthday, and the kid smashed the mixing bowl on the ground and broke it. So was it glass? No, it's it was like uh, like hard plastic. And she broke it. Yeah, she just picked it up with two hands and smashed it on the ground. Oh like, my Hulk. god! Yeah, that's that's my youngest. She's she's we call her we call her the 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 destroyer. <laughs> destroyer of worlds. Yeah, she's like. I don't know. She's She-Hulk. <laughs> That's the best example. So she does, she's not really conducive to a creative environment, but we're trying. We're trying to make it work. And I'll be back in the Rare Drop office in like two weeks and I can actually like carve out time. Because right now in my streaming room is my currently my office for everything. But there's no windows. So it's kind of like being in prison. Um, I can leave and go outside, but then I can't really get work done. So I just take breaks and I put my feet in the pool and then I come back into my my windowless prison. Now for streaming it was great because there's no sunlight to contest with, but for regular right. everyday work, it's just like if I hang out in here too long, I'm gonna go nuts. Now but, will you be downsizing your office? Your like your studio in no, in house studio? No, because I'm still gonna use it for for content. So yeah, I'm just gonna leave it the way it is. I won't upgrade it as much as I was upgrading it previously, uh, but. You know, I saw my workout stuff in here. I, I've changed my that's another lifestyle change that I've done. I've changed my entire routine with the waking up early. So I started getting back into Peloton and, and uh, biking every day. And after a few weeks of that, I brought yoga back into the mix. Now, I have done Peloton by itself and I've done yoga by itself. but I've never done both at the same time. So now uh, six days a week, it's three days Peloton, three days yoga, one day off. And I'm just I've I've been in it in the swing and man, getting back into yoga is great and it's wonderful, but you realize how much you lost in flexibility from the last time you were in yoga. I dude, <sighs> I went for a run the other day and I tried to sit there and, and stretch granite. I could still, you know, no problem. Fingers to toes, no problem. Yeah, I, I can't but do that. holy shit, am I stiff? Like every like everything my my legs hurt and, and it's like they don't move like they used to and i can't stretch out like i used to and fuck <laughs> it only gets worse oh i just but, need to keep the body in motion yeah just keep working out and do it you are you still lifting not as much no i i need to like i i, I need to don't you can't you don't you have a gym at work or no uh they got rid of it oh that sucks yeah yeah. So now it's like you got you do you got to get up at 4 a.m. So you make sure that you're at the gym early enough. That's what Tim to get does. in, get your reps done, wash up and then get to work. <laughs> That's what Tim does. He goes to the gym at five in the morning. Yep. I mean, it, it's it's great. However, like <clears throat> at least in my area, actually, your area has probably got the uh, similar mindset as a very health like conscious. Yeah. Cause area because you're, you're borderline naked most of the year here. So. Everyone, right. So everyone's like, all about yeah. their bodies. 
so people it's not odd for people to be at the gym that early so it's it's infuriating waiting for a piece of equipment that early in the morning and i'm on a time like i need to get in get my shit done get out tim says that's why he goes at five because it's the only time no one's there and then by the time he's leaving everyone's coming in yeah also my neighbor there's a line my my gym waiting my neighbor might be one of the only people that doesn't subscribe to this method because he just lets it all hang out and he is a very large man from the Bronx. Mm. And he is, I don't think I've seen him with a shirt on. Embracing in the, life. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him with a shirt on in the nine months he's lived next door to me. If I lived in Florida, I also would not have a shirt on ever. I was on a call last night and he was in his house, but he never draws the blinds or anything. That's weird. So I was outside, like, I like to pace when I'm on a conference call. It's just an, a tick that I have. I do the same thing. Totally do the same thing. So I walk around my pool, you know, and inside the screen. And every time I was coming around the bend to like the direction of looking at his house, there he was just sitting there, letting it all hang out and, and you know, blessing those rains is, down in Africa and whatever. And is uh, that a fucking me thing? Is there something wrong with me? For what? Pacing? For what? No. Like, OK, I pace all the time, but I'll be damned if I close the blinds five minutes later, my wife walks in the room, them fucking blinds are open. Uh, we keep the blinds not open, open, but you know, like turned out so there's sunlight. Because you know, the back of my house, that's where all the sun comes in, right? But the like, s- so like, your master bath. Why does the blind? Why do the blinds need to be open in the bathroom? Ba- master bath. No, no, we don't do. She angles them yeah. so like you can't. You can get sunlight in, but you can't really see out. Yeah, in our like, bathroom. No. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Unless no. you're just you're trying to like like show off to the neighbors or something. I don't know. Well, my like my thing because our the bat the shower in our bathroom I'm working on and I have like fifty fucking home projects. You're, I was going gonna on say you're always working on something. So we're not really using that shower. We're using the, the shower in the guest room me, for the house you told me you're gonna sell in three years. We, well, that's why it's all <laughs> shit has to get done because we're putting it up, we're getting rid of it. We're selling it. What while a the concept, good. though. I'm making this nicer for other people. Yeah, dude, we got our comps and I'm like, fuck, yeah, those comps look good. All right. All right. So um, dude, we're, we're making we'll be making a lot of money. OK, OK, um, OK. We uh, don't ask me where we're staying in the midterm, though. We use the <laughs> you can guess you can bathroom. Here. We, <laughs> my my in-laws have offered and it's been oh. I'm pretty sure accepted. <laughs> Watch out for the camera. <laughs> and. She will open Grayson's blinds, curtains, and windows. And when you step out of that bathroom, hot damn, is it a straight line right down? Mm. And I'm in my house, dude. I don't need to wear a towel from yeah. the bathroom to my room. Yeah, man. I hear you. Sometimes sometimes she leaves the, the bedroom blinds like open, and I didn't know that she opened them yet, and I yeah, got out of yeah. the shower, and then she left the bathroom door open, too. Yep. So I'm just like hanging brain out there to anyone that's walking by the back of my house. or. So you know. I said, all right, well, fine. If you see one of our neighbors walk up and she's talking at the front door, it's your fault. That's no, just because she wants some because she saw it. I <laughs> know uh, you won't. Man. I was like, huh, come on. The whole neighborhood seeing it. Mike, I told you to watch this trailer before we got online today. <laughs> we're yeah. not online. We're recording. Uh, but I made you watch the, the trailer for Fat Man starring Mel Gibson. <laughs> Only what, Mel Gibson 
would want to make Santa hard. At what point did you realize it wasn't some sort of onion fake movie trailer? Uh, when they had um, oh, what the hell's the the bad guys the guy who's trying to hunt Santa down? Oh, I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. He's like, yeah, he's I mean, I wouldn't really call him B list, but he's a known actor. I was like, okay, they this actually has a cast. This is a legit cast. I don't know who fucking Damien is in the beginning, but this is a legit cast. Uh, I don't know who greenlit that movie. If they go, okay, if they go into it, if you don't know the premise of this, it's called Fat Man. It's starring Mel Gibson. Basically, some kid got coal for Christmas one year, and he must be, like, rich and powerful. He's not much older, and he decides to get a hitman to try and kill Santa Claus. And and if you watch it, it seems very much like the premise, like, this kid has, like, a hitman on speed dial. Like yeah. he like he does this frequently. Yeah. So, you know what this reminds me of? What? You remember in the Santa Claus before he realizes he's actually Santa Claus and they introduce at the toy meeting the Santa in a panzer? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. That's like if that was a reality, if that toy became a reality, this is what Santa would turn into. So I I if the movie is 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 setting out to not take it seriously, it has a chance. If they're I dead mean, serious about this plot, which it's I can't tell one way or the other to be honest from that trailer. You yeah, but how many satirical uh, Has Mel Gibson really done anything like parody like that? Mm, no, he's like dramas action epics and romantic comedies from to my knowledge yeah let's so let me say this last year or two years ago now the christmas chronicles came out on netflix did you watch that one no okay i'll give you the i'm not gonna give you the synopsis because i want you to watch it when what after thanksgiving obviously um Although during this year, I might I'm probably putting my tree up early because because COVID and I want to be happy. All right, uh, fair enough. So. Christmas Chronicles came out on Netflix and I was like, what is this? Kurt Russell is Santa Claus. Really? This is the dumbest thing. And then I watched it with the boy. And I was like, this is this movie is now added to my official list of Christmas movies. Really? It was Kurt, that good. Kurt Russell is the Santa Claus you never knew you needed. Really? Yeah, he's like an old pissed off Santa Claus. It's great. He's he's I don't want to say he's sick of it because he's not sick of it, but he's he, he's, you know, he's an old Santa Claus okay. who's just like kind of like all the stereotypes are overplayed and he's just kind of over some of it. It's good. I enjoy the movie. I think it's a good Christmas movie. It's part of our now family Christmas tradition of, of movies that we watch. We have a bunch. Um, so I was really skeptical about that. I'm going to give this one a whirl. Obviously, I'm not, not going to watch this with my son. Well, I'll watch I, I have to watch this now. Oh, yeah. Mike and I you will have report to, back. Yeah, this is you have to watch this non-negotiable. So if so going over some of it. So Daddy's Home 2 he was in. Forgot about that. And that was kind of like a family comedy. Then you have The Expendables 3, which, I mean, that's that was a parody, right? Yes. Yeah. Expendables and then by we all have, counts is a, is a parody. Yeah. And he was also in Machete Kills. I forgot about that. 
I didn't see that. Yeah, and that those are hilarious movies. So I guess it does have a chance to be an action comedy from Mel Gibson. If he is going for the idea that this is this is going to be a meme like out of the gate, I think this movie could do it. If it's trying to be funny and cute, I don't know if it has enough steam. And obviously, if it's taking itself seriously, then it could be better than both scenarios because that yeah, could be another. Uh, what's that movie? The Room. That's true. So, I don't know. Ah, yeah. Uh, IMDb, this is the only, this is what they have. They have, Santa Claus must contend with a hitman sent from a disappointed child. That's all they have on it. I mean, I giggle at the the description. (laughs) What, Ian, what else did you direct? Oh, that's a good. Waffle Street. Nope, never seen it. Um, Squirrel Trap. Nope. All right. What about you? Okay. It looks like either he goes by two names or they just <laughs> work on everything together. Ah, he has an alias. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Are you uh are you a Halloween person? I I love Halloween. See, I hate Halloween. It doesn't really. Do yeah. My uh, my my most Halloween thing that I do. Is every October I watch the Twilight Zone all the way through. That's ah. it. That's about as deep as I get because that's that's where my my interest in that genre lies. I love a good really? psychological thriller. I do not like horror. I don't like gore. What about just the holiday? No, it doesn't do anything for me. Really? Yeah, I'm like I'm like I'm the guy that's can we skip October and go straight to November so I can stuff my Ew. face and put up my Christmas tree. Ew. That's me. Ew. Yeah. Halloween doesn't do it for me on any level. I love Halloween. No. Halloween doesn't do it for me. You know what doesn't do it for me at all? Christmas? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve sucks. It sucks. It blows. I would rather we just not celebrate it at all. When we were 22, New Year's Eve was the best. You can go to a party. The women were fantastic. Uh, You know. Yeah. You know what the problem, though? Most of the time, I was like with someone think about think about this for new year's eve check this out think about the next time that you that's not you but someone at that age will go to a bar and kiss a random stranger at midnight in a post-covid world it could never happen again it'll happen again but it we're might like, not we're a decade out it's just it's just people are going to be so different in situations like that um Jeez. Dude, the only time I actually like went into the city and went out for New Year's Eve, it ended in a fight. You and it was just horrible. It was a garbage time. New Year's was spent good. way too much on drinks. Actually, no. We went out for New Year's Eve in Texas, and that was fun. New Year's was good, but by the time I turned like 36, 35, I just I didn't want to stay up anymore. I, dude, I just I never I never really got into it. I ne- like it was always hyped up. And every year it was like someone starts throwing a party or a bunch of us are going out to this bar and it never fucking lived up to the hype ever. Uh, it was never worth staying up that late last year. Danielle and I put the kids to bed and then we uh, watched the Chappelle show comedy specials. 
That's perfect. See, like I would rather go play beer pong in someone's garage. Yeah, that's what we did last year. You know, it's it's New Year's to me is is whatever. It's just another day. I'm I, I'm not gonna stay up till midnight. Man, I can't believe drop. I love, dude. We go out, get dressed up. I do. Uh, well, now I do margaritas, but we used to do other drinks. You just fucking you talk roam about, around with talk other about parents. vitamin C juice. Yeah, health about? drink. Yeah, man, margaritas. It's me and Mike. I love it. Recommend. We uh we do all the all the movies. We watched that new uh that new Adam Sandler Halloween movie on Netflix last night. Yeah, no, we, I don't I don't I don't like the genre. I'm not a fan. I don't I don't like it. Uh, I like I used to like old horror movies like uh, the old house on Haunted Hill. The old, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, even before that, Black and Whites. Oh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Things so like you're that. not even a fan of like classic slashers. Um. There's a place for it in my life because I watched it growing up, but it's not something I go back and actively want to see again. I'm not. I mean, I guess that's good for your men like mentally. That's good for your diet. Uh, You know, like, but uh, like, uh, I think I think one of the best movies ever made, period, outside of the genre or two, I'll say from Halloween would be uh, the original House on Haunted Hill. You know, if you look at a movie and you take into account and this is when we did the WRS, the top 10, the top you know, the brackets and stuff. Yeah. Every time I pick something, you always have to take into account when the movie came out. It's the only fair way to compare movies. So when you look at House on Haunted Hill, which came out, uh, I'll look up when it came out. House on Haunted Hill, the original. Nope, original. 1959. You look at the old House on Haunted Hill. You've seen it, right? I'm assuming the black and white, the old one. No, not the black and white one. Dude, it has what people consider the, one of the scariest scenes in history in a movie when the old lady comes out of the closet and she like, it's not even supposed to be scary, It's but the way they frame it and did it was, you know, for 1959, it's one of the most terrifying things you've ever seen in your life. Uh, so I, I would say that's one of the best movies ever made. And then I would also say the original Night of the Living Dead, the black and white one, the first one. That was good. I've seen that. Yeah, it's one of the best movies ever made. Um, but, and, and, and like I said, the original Friday the 13th, the original Nightmare, or probably the first three or four Nightmare on Elm Streets, honestly. They're good movies for what they are, but they're not something I like go back and, and want to watch and look at again. Uh, Event Horizon is one of my favorite movies, I guess. Event Horizon's good. I don't know if that can considered a horror movie. Uh, I, I consider that a psychological thriller. But that's what I like. I like psych- That's yeah. why I love Twilight Zone, because if you take into account when Twilight Zone was made, uh, the first episodes are supposed to be like 1959. Uh, it's genius. The guy's like 50 years ahead of his time. He is introducing topics, concepts, and ideas that are just so not ready for the screen at that time that they have to film around the reality of it and and write around the reality of it. You know, he tackled things like racism. He tackled things uh, like insanity. He oh he loves to portray people that would be outwardly insane, but from their point of view to make it seem like it's understandable why someone would react the way they are. If they're thinking the things they're thinking and seeing the things they're seeing. Right. So that's, I love that stuff and that side of Halloween. And that's why I do it in October, but that's about as deep as I get. I don't really go any Hmm. deeper than that. Um, We don't really go like hard on the movies. It's just, there's always an event going on around here, I guess. Like, like my sister throws like a big party. Um, 
I stuff would, like that. It's always fun. I would go to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios if I had someone to go with, because my wife won't go. She went once with the next boyfriend, and she said it was like traumatizing. Um, okay, but, fair. But like they do, they do uh, uh, um, Stranger Things, uh, Silent Hill. Also, uh, I've been trying to get Rob to come down before <laughs> he relocated to go to the Eastern State Pen with me for Halloween. I heard it's terrifying. Um, because he's in the haunted houses, like, we should fucking do it. But then he moved, and now it's not so easy. His wife, my cousin Lauren, was was there at the one time they brought me to a haunted house. And you know, you know, I hate clowns <laughs> with a fiery passion. Like hate clowns. Uh, and we got to the clown room, and uh, the clown came up to my buddy Eric. And he was like, you know, doing a thing. And Eric's not scared of anything. Eric has seen some shit and he didn't care. He was like, I'm not the one you want. But my buddy Kevin, you might want to go find him. And I was just like, fuck you, Eric. (laughs) So then we're in this maze and this clown is running around going, Kevin, where are you? And I'm like, oh, God, no, this is it. This is where I kill an actor and I go to prison. Uh, No. Yeah. So that wasn't fun. (laughs) <laughs> oh god and the reason i hate clowns is because my i'll never forget it i was like seven eight six something like that we're at my aunt's house in upstate new york and the adults were watching it on television and i snuck out of my bed and i snuck behind the pool table mike and i peeked and then nope. it was one of the scenes where uh uh He's opening his mouth and he has all the teeth. Oh, yep. And it's just burned in my in my head mm-hmm. for all eternity. And I was like, how do you trust something like that for the rest of your life? You can't. And then we my aunt of- and stuff would take me like, we're going to the circus. I'm like, no, no, that's uh, not a present. That's a that's a prison sentence. Do not take me there. No. Aunt. We have a bunch. We have. Uh, so we have the Eastern State Pen. Uh, they call that the terror behind the walls. And we have uh, Fright Factory. We have the Valley of Fear, which is a hayride. They also have a hayride. We have the Bates Motel and we have Penhurst all right in our area. Wait, the actual Bates Motel? Or is it like an old motel that they turned into the psycho? Uh, I think it's just an old motel they turned into it. Yeah, because that's not a true story, is it? Psycho? I think it's just a haunted house rent like on That's supposed to in, be like modeled after got it the uh psycho is another good horror movie american um, psycho is awesome no not american american psycho is fantastic psycho the original Alfred the, Hitchcock, oh, okay okay is amazing i feel like some some of the people that listen to this are going to be who what what is it? alfred who i'm gonna be like, no you think yeah dude there's there's people that that watches the stream and used to listen to WRS that are you know born in the 2000s, Mike. What's I was asked? Uh, was it Josh? No, it wasn't Josh. Who was it? Somebody I was talking to. It wasn't Josh. I don't know why I thought it was Josh, but they were like, I, I said we were talking about Weezer, and they were like, "Who's Weezer?" Oh dear, no. I was like, mm, "What?" Once with his homies. That's no, a joke, not right? A bell. You're joking, right? No. If you want, nope, not ring a bell. Oh dear, that's depressing. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's sad. Danielle and I were going back and we were looking at Jimmy Eat World albums the other night, and we realized it's so that, funny you say that. We had Jimmy Eat World on the other day, but but the 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 first like bad I use the bad loosely in you know comparison to their earlier stuff. The first bad Jimmy Eat World album is over a decade old. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not there. I'm not a very big fan, but I can still like. Yeah, it's still good music. The first bad one is over a decade old. No, that came out like two weeks ago. No, no. Uh, and I, I was watching uh, MXPX doing a, a live stream. And then he's like, you know, he's like, we've been doing this for 25 years. And I was like, holy oh. shit, you motherfuckers. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you Dude, haven't. <laughs> we were just talking about this. Well, you remember when ACDC was touring and then they were about to come to Philly and they had to cancel because the, they got sick or some shit or, or something happened and they had to cancel the rest of the tour. And uh, that was the kickoff of like, shit, we like there are some bands we need to see. And see again, and we need to see them now before they never tour again. I am terrified. My wife, one of my wives, good. Yeah, now it's like, dude, like, what? Like, we might miss out on some really good shit. One of my wife's favorite bands is the Deftones. She has never seen them live. We were going (laughs) to see them at Disney, and we had to cancel because she was pregnant. And then we were going to go see them again at Disney, probably, I think it was this year. Or something, and we had to cancel because of COVID. I am worried that my wife will never get to experience the Deftones live, which is a super cathartic experience. You have the I have never seen them live, but that's like that's like one of the ones on the list. I need to go. Mike, you have you, to like, see them live. They're as so soon as good. this as soon as the ship breaks, as soon as they tours start going again and they start allowing venues to open. It needs to be a priority. Everybody's going to tour as soon as they can again. Everybody. People are already booking tours for, for like August 2021. I'm seeing Good. it out there already. So it's going to happen. There's festivals rebooked for July. Like it's 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 going to happen. Uh, I just hope people are smart enough to allow us to continue to book these tours uninterrupted. Stupid people out there Ugh. making everyone else sick. Yeah, I, I I really want to get back to going to concerts again. Can we please? I would. I want to go back to Disney. I went to Star Wars once. I have not been back <sighs> since. I would like to go back again and build my own lightsaber since I let my son do it the first time. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't get to build a droid because I didn't have time. I would like to go back and build a droid. My my oldest her birthday present was supposed to be a lightsaber and a droid. She couldn't go. Thanks, Aww. COVID. That sucks. Freaking COVID, dude. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, people have it much worse than me. They lost their jobs and stuff. So I'm super thankful that I've been able to sustain through this. But from a pure entertainment and enjoyment standpoint, COVID has been a bitch other than getting to see movies on my couch, which I've been super stoked on. Have you seen Rock and Rolla yet? No, I damn it. I will watch it. I will damn it. it. I'm doing the MCU watch through. I've never seen all the MCU movies. So that's like 30 something movies, dude. All right. I'm doing that. We just finished Handmaid's Tale. Uh, So now that you have more time. I don't. But go ahead. Oh, that's well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) You've just it's yeah, you've shifted shifted priorities. (laughs) I should I should restate. It's different time. But go ahead. Right. I was going to say, are you doing any prep for Shadowlands? Yeah. 
my shaman that I'm I got uh two or three characters to 120 and then I have a shaman that's one 116 I think are you maining shaman no I'm just leveling up whatever I have and then I'll kind of see what the meta is and then I'll die how in. do you pick a fucking main in this game you did, did some people just go with stuff based on whatever the best DPS is for that part of the expansion some people you know or the best healer or the best tank I should rephrase some people just go with what they like and they stick with that forever and people like me just hop around to whatever makes them happy that day. Hmm. I'm not I'm there's no scenario where I can actively raid the way I want to, which is why I couldn't enjoy classic. Um okay. so I am I am living in a world where I am just going to do LFR raiding and that'll probably be the most that I do. Um, which yeah. is fine. It's it's the game is built like that now that I can enjoy it. So right, uh, yeah. I'm so glad they delayed it. Not that yeah, I know anything firsthand, but everything that I've been seeing, keeping up on, no. keeping up on the news, I'm fine with the delay. It doesn't bother me. Uh, you know what cracks me up though? Ever, I'm I'm so happy that they delayed it. Now they can. Now they won't have to crunch. Oh, the non-crunch people? Yeah. No, that's not how it works, dumbass. No, they're still going to crunch. I know people hate crunch. Delays mean more crunch. I know people hate the idea of crunch. Um, Can we we talk about this for real? Because I do have some shit to get off my chest for this, too. There's there's two ways to look, not to look at crunch. There's two ways to do crunch. There's a responsible, ethical way to do it, and there's a very unethical way to do it. And assuming that every company does it in the unethical way, that's the problem. You know, they, there's there's abuse of employees, abuse of their time, abuse of that. And then there's legitimate crunch to, to finish a project appropriately. Um, and to a lot of the people that work on these projects is art. And they're trying to make sure that their art when they release it to us is in line with the vision that they originally had. Are there project managers involved in line level employees? Yeah. Are there deadlines to hit? Yeah. Is there finances and all sorts of stuff mixed into it? Yeah, Absolutely. But there's responsible, ethical ways to go through a time crunch on a project, regardless of your industry. And uh-huh. there is super unethical, terrible, abusive ways to do it as well. All That's right. my two cents. Why? Why is it? Why is it that this is the only magical industry that is not allowed to institute overtime? Because it's the only one that the people we interact with have a a think they have a say in like I, I i'm sorry i'm sorry I, I like okay let's preface this whole thing before i get into it because i'm so i am so sick and tired of hearing this like shut the fuck up shut up you're so you know how many other people work like that every fucking day i mean Stop. If, my, if my shit doesn't get done i gotta stay up and and get it done you know, Monday, so I'm just Monday like, I work till 10 o'clock. You you work 12 hour shifts. I'm not trying to like say, oh, look at me. But Monday I work till 10 o'clock because I needed to get some stuff done. But you had shit you had to do. But uh, yeah. And the, and the response is always going to be like, oh, well, you're your own boss. Yes, that's true. But this comes into the ethics of it. Are they being paid to uh, do it? Right. OK, so let's preface that. Barring <laughs> barring the fact that your company doesn't mandate you to work extra hours because you love the company you work for looking at you blizzard barring that they actually compensate you fairly 
for your time, for the overtime you put in. You are compensated and you are compensated fairly. All right. All those things into consideration, like you said, working on an ethical level. And I know not all these companies do it. Blizzard. But and and I I, I sympathize with those people and I think it's horseshit. And if, if you're going to fight a fight, you that's a place that I would fight. Right. CD Projekt Red, probably not a place I would fight because there's crunch. I'm willing. I mean, if I was like a betting guy, I'd probably wager that they're compensated fairly. And over the course of a project, which could take, what, four to five years? Is that fair for a for a triple A game? I'd say that's the median. Okay, so and crunch happens around when? Uh, last two or three months. So before. towards the end of a five-year project. Yeah. But so previ- everyone previously before updates, it was it was probably the last like three. Okay. Yeah. In the yeah, six so months, let's not it was, count. Yeah, it was the prior. But no, now you can now you can push an update live. So right, it's usually you the can last push an three update live. Months. Yep. Okay. So the but the crunch that everyone's complaining about, were is the end of a of a actual game development cycle. Not a live service, but at the end of the cycle. You're talking about four, five, six months in a five-year project. Okay? Once every five years? Are you fucking kidding me? Accountants, starting salary for an accountant is what? thirty-nine dollars to $43,000 a year? And every year tax season hits, what do you think? They just punch an eight-hour day and go home? No, I know. They have crunch every fucking year. For 39 to what? 43, 45K starting salary. Granted, you put time in, but we're talking about ground level because they would make the least amount of money, which means it's not really a fair balance between the time that they're investing versus what they're getting compensated. But that's your that's entry level. That's that is what it is. Accountants do it every year, every year. Why the fuck are these people? Every time I get on Twitter, I got to see somebody. Yeah, this evil crunch, crunch. Oh, my God. Because everyone wants. So the, those people want they want fair wages, fair work hours, fair everything. But they don't realize that that will increase the timeline on the on a on an entire project. Probably bump it out another two to three years. But why is it not okay to hold projects to a timeline? It doesn't have to be gaming. So that by that logic, any any fucking job can just take as long as it wants. Right. You're building a, a, an apartment complex and, and people have already purchased these homes. Oh, it's okay. Take your fucking time. Go ahead. We're going to give you another three years to get this done. No. Yeah, that's, they that's got a the fucking timeline. That's the problem is it's going to take eight years to put to push out a game and title and you think of all the think of all the extra expenses incurred along that way uh and then having to report that to shareholders and then you know the construction companies have to do the same thing construction companies actually budget for theft because shit gets stolen on job sites so that puts you back a day all the copper you had to run all your lines gone stolen now you got to go get more and that has to be budgeted for there's shit in every industry that is unplanned and needs to be dealt with on the fly. Like, again, this is all assuming that 
everything is done ethically and these people are being treated like human beings and they're being compensated fairly. But to cry every time that there is a that a company is undergoing crunch. Why is that surprising? I just don't get it. I don't get it. A lot of people, a lot of people work a work day could be 15 fucking hours. A lot of people do that. It's not the norm. Eight hour work day is the norm in the country. But a lot of people don't just work eight hours. My wife was cut down to part time. However, there's a live event going on. She is working essentially two days a week for free. Because shit needs to get done. Why? Why can't people grasp that? Because they want to create a world where she doesn't work for free and she gets paid for her time. But well, if she if she it's not it's not so simple as that. That's the problem is it's not like, oh, they're just not being paid time. You know, and then you get the argument about who's making the money. Yeah. I, I, could there be more invested into the process and people making less money at the top? Yeah. But then you're going to run the problem of risk investment and blah, 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 blah. This is a much, 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 much much deeper issue than like the way we're describing it. It, it, it goes to baseline political factors and economic factors. And I can factors. acknowledge that. Yeah. I mean, if you look at a company like Blizzard and the money that Bobby makes yeah. versus what they force their fucking uh, devs to work for right. and the conditions to work in and the area in which they force them to live in. Right. That is unethical to me that needs to be fixed that is a fucked up situation and if a fight is to be had i would hope that that's where that fight would start right but, but you when also you see these journalists come out and they start bitching at cd project red well i'm willing to bet of most companies cd project red probably treats their people pretty well and the other thing is is like these are the same people too that like if there's a bug on on launch who's gonna oh, fix yeah. that bug you think it's the guy or the person waiting at their desk or waiting for the call? Well, all right, I work too many hours, so I'll, you know, I'll fix it next week when I when I've when I've No. I that's have more part hours. of the job. It has to exist. Be, those will be the the first people to complain about the bug on top of it. So yeah. unless un, unless you want to start having devs work in shifts and somebody takes a night shift and somebody takes a day shift and fix it as they come in. I mean, you're still working. You're working with limited personnel, limited resources. So now you got to now you got to bolster both shifts. So now you're hiring double the people. It, it, the, the, it's just that's part like, again, I would hope that these people are being compensated fairly. And if they're not, then it's an injustice and, and fight it and complain about it. But to just blindly complain about crunch makes no sense to me. Yeah. You need a the ton of industries operate under what they call crunch. Everyone else calls overtime. It, it, you need details in any situation. And there's definitely a lack of details being passed around on a social level on multiple issues. That's and true. Things like that. That's true. Because, you know, there, there's an element of can- cancel culture that exists and is doing good. There's an element of cancel culture that exists and is doing terrible things. Um, you know, as a Star I, I, Wars fan, 
the what they did to the actress who played Rose the, to the point where she had to delete her her Instagram is disgusting, dude. Disgusting. Mm. Disgusting. Like, yeah, Rose's character was written terribly and kind of sucked. Why are you going to blame the actress who got handed the script? Right. Uh, and it's just ugly and disgusting and gross. And I use Star Wars, obviously, because Tim and I are steeped in it with the podcast. And we're really, you know, trying to make our way into that community. And, you know, there's some rocks that you pull up in that community. And it's just worms and gross things underneath it. But on the surface, it's, you know, it's a fun thing that we all grew up loving. But and it, it can be compared to most communities. You know, we experienced it with Destiny. Mike, you, you, you were a part of all of that. And I was a part of all of that. And, you know, I owe my career to to what destiny did for me uh and i have no ill will against bungie or you know lots of people in the community that are fantastic but there's so many terrible habits and things that happened along that journey in the community that are like recently exposed or now exposed or now people are realizing people's true colors and things like that um bottom line is as we close out the first episode man this was like a standard like kevin and mike chit chat you realize that yeah pretty much fun good conversation ending on a serious note with mike yelling it's, yeah yeah this is i'm it. sorry this is the show no keep going like, this is the show uh, my uh, dude anyone who listened to wrs there was a there's a you see, every time we get on oh sorry like wayne was work at the restaurant all fucking night had to stay up late come in and do three other different things pete What's that? No, Pete's get Pete gets like two hours of sleep at the office and he's up for work again. I went on a two over a month straight who every is, fucking day. Who work, is, 12 hours, 16 hours, 20 hour days. That's just my life. That's part of the fucking job. Like, I don't remember anybody boycotting Best Buy when I worked there no. on Thanksgiving and no. I had to get up at two in the morning to go to work. Like, I don't remember any of that. I don't see any of that anymore. People are, people are so quick people. to go there, and then they'll be the first ones online at the store on Black Friday. I don't know. I just... And as a former retail employee, Black Friday, for many years, was the worst day of my life. Ugh. The worst. Ugh. So if you are one of the people screaming about crunch, and you have been shopping on Black Friday... I think you need to open up your soul and do a little bit of searching. Mm. 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 On that note, <laughs> I'm Kevin. He's Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin X vision and he's metric underscore methods with a Z. Uh, we will have all the socials for you on episode two. Cause I have to secure them this evening uh, in the past as you listen to this in the future. Uh, but in the meantime, you can go to raredrop.co and click on the button that says the old fashioned podcast, and it'll take you to the Twitter page, the Twitch page, wherever you need to go on the interwebs to check out the old fashioned podcast and all of the other content we will be creating ancillary to this. There's also a slew of other cool shit on the Rare Drop website. So again, raredrop.co. You go to kingscoastcoffee.com and get some good stuff. What are you drinking right now, Mike, for uh, King's Coast? Not right this second, but like what are, what bag are you into right now? Roaster's Choice. Oh, he's going Roaster's Choice. I just got Lupo's Murder-Free Blend in the mail, so I'm going to I'm going to crack that open tomorrow and and Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go I'll probably pour over that to really Does the front label have like a hatchet on it? I feel like it's a missed opportunity. No, but Wayne Wayne sourced it from uh Conflict-Free Zone, so like places that um 
are uh, are are not in conflict or owned by warlords and things like that. Very nice in the title. Yeah, he leaned into the meme and did something nice because okay. Wayne's a good guy. Okay, so that was that was a cool little promotion. I like it, and you know we couldn't get Lupo to stop using the damn meme, so we just leaned into it. Fair uh, enough. So you can go to kingscoastcoffee.com and and uh, check out Lupo's new roast, the murder free. Uh, roast i'll let you know how it is on episode two because i'm gonna crack into that bag tomorrow because i just got it today um and again raredrop.co you can catch up on all of the other episodes if you're missing the worst radio show you can just type it into youtube and go to the archive and all the episodes are there so if you want to go back and listen to stuff that mike and i did previously don't listen to anything before episode 50 because that is the dark <laughs> ages you want to listen to everything episode <laughs> after episode 50 gets uh, real medieval yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, so check that out. And that's it for this week. You can check us yeah. out on episode two, where I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about, but I think it'll be another interesting and good conversation. Yeah, there'll be plenty of shit. Yeah. Have yourself a fantastic week. And Mike and I will see you on Twitch or on the next episode. Later. <laughs> <laughs>